Welcome everybody to another edition of the Anti-Asylum. And today's episode, we're going to be doing uh, the NXT review. Today, guys, I can't do this by myself. I have a, a good friend today. He's the host of the Jake Direct Show, Peyton Burton. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, I'm very excited to do this episode with you. Uh, NXT edition. NXT, I've been watching NXT for a long time now longer than you have, and I'm glad that we're doing this NXT review. We just did NXT TakeOver uh, War Game Predictions on my show, which is out now, the J3X show. You can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast at its on. It's a good episode. It's about 35 It's about thirty-five minutes long. It's very short, but it's also very interesting and very, uh, very cool to listen to. But, yeah, I'm glad to do your show today. NXT was very good, um, so I'm, good. I'm ready to hit this review out. Send it. All right. So to start off, we got Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. Becky Lynch walked right in through the door and headed straight into the arena to open the show. She called out Shayna Baszler for a match, but Rhea Ripley answered instead. The man took on the challenge, and Ripley pushed her to her limits. The powerhouse of NXT's women division escaped the disarmor and then hit a superplex. Baszler alongside... Jasmine, Jasmine Duke, and Marina Fur hit the ring to cause a double disqualification. Lynch and Ripley fought them off to stand tall. Result: Lynch versus Ripley goes to a double disqualification. Great. Um, I'll give that a give that a B plus. That wasn't a bad match. Not bad at all. We got that, Payton. Yeah, I really like the opening to NXT. Um, this is going to be a common theme throughout the show, as you can probably tell. Um, I really love how former NXT stars like Becky Lynch came back to NXT and even had a match on NXT. I didn't. I thought she was just going to cut a promo and that was going to be it. But now she actually had a match against one of my favorite, uh, probably top five wrestlers in the world right now, Rhea Ripley, who's a star down in the NXT UK division. I think she's going to be a great champion. I think she's the one to knock off Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, just in my opinion. I think she has a good look, good personality. Uh, I think she's a great wrestler. And her from being in the UK, you know, they had that UK background. Very hard-hitting, uh, very talented. So she's a great star. She's a good star uh, for the NXT Women's Division. And Becky Lynch, she's the... She's the man. I, what's the, what else can you say about that? She's one of the best in the world, uh, wrestlers-wise, at least. She's great on the mic. I loved all this. So grade-wise, I'll give it an A-. I thought from the match-wise, it was good until all the interference happened. And even the interference was cool. I liked Shayna Baszler coming out and Leah Ripley and Becky Lynch fighting them off. I thought this was a great segment. So A- for me. Oh, Devil, I love the whole situation between the whole rivalry thing with NXT, SmackDown, Raw. I absolutely love it. and They can do a lot with it, but there was a lot that they could have done. But other than that, I think it was pretty good. All right, next match, we got Ricochet versus Matt Riddle. Ricochet laid out Gunnar Reeves to force his way into a match with Matt Riddle. The two went back and forth in a high-octane contest when when Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura appeared, the distraction allowed the original bro to ca- cradle the one and only for three. The Swiss Superman and the art- artist briefly seemed po- poised to stand tall. Poised to stand tall. But Ricochet dived into- onto Cesaro, 
Roderick Strong appeared to attack Nakamura. Riddle then kicked Strong out of the ring and fought off a sneak attack from Finn Balor. Results, Riddle defeated Ricochet by pinfall. Uh, if I would get the grade, I would probably say a B. That wasn't that bad. I, I love Matt Riddle. I love Ricochet. Both great competitors. They do so much in the ring. Um, the way they're doing with Ricochet, I don't really understand and like his main roster. Um, the way he's going with like this tag teaming with like Randy Orton and all that, I don't understand that. I understand like they have their differences. They're going to be partners at Survivor Series. But right now, it kind of seems like they're focus- focusing more on his tag team being in the tag team division. And he's supposed to be like, oh, the one and only. He's supposed to it's a singles competition, but whatever. But with Matt Riddle, I think he does really good at what he does. He he can definitely show up with this M- MMA and all that. And this way, he, he does it very good. What And you you would think that he would like slow, be like the one that would take his time. No, he, he goes he goes after it. He he can show what he's made of in every match he's in. So great job. I get that uh I get that B. What do you guys have in? Yeah, what you said is very true. He's very aggressive in the ring, but he's also has good timing, so it makes it okay to be aggressive. Uh I'm a huge fan of Matt Little. I think his stuff is great. Uh, he's bringing that MMA background, which legitimate he le- legitimately has an MMA background. Um he's a He's a funny dude. He's hilarious. He has a great personality, great look, uh, great character, and he's going to be a star for NXT. He's going to be a future NXT champion here soon, I believe. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. And Ricochet, when he came out, listen, I'm not the biggest Ricochet fan. Uh, he's great in the ring, great athletic ability. Do not get me wrong. It's just his personality is, is he don't have a personality. He just smiles way too much. And if you listen to my show, you know how much I hate Baby faces smiling so damn much. I've mentioned this multiple times on my show, how much I hate it. Uh, with Bailey used to doing it, Finn Balor used to doing it, even Seth Rollins used to do it, Becky Lynch. I just hate when baby faces just smile like they're just happy to be there. Like, that's not a baby face to me. That just makes you look stupid, in my opinion. Uh, he does that a lot. He's not good on the mic. And listen, the biggest rule for, wrestling, for professional wrestling, if you want to be successful in professional wrestling, the biggest uh, advice or key, and listen, I'm not a professional wrestler. Um, I mean, Jake the X is. Sorry, my bad. I I, I kind of am. Sorry, I'm the WCF longest reigning champion. Just saying, but in real life, I'm not really a professional wrestler. Uh, I wish I was, but you know what? That's another story. Maybe maybe I can do it. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyways, I'm not the biggest Ricochet fan because he's not good on the mic. And the biggest advice or biggest key, if you want to be successful in professional wrestling, I don't care how good you are in the ring. I don't care if you have the crowd buzzing for you. I don't care how much merch you sell. You're not going to sell a lot of merch if you can't cut a damn promo. And he has the worst promos I've heard in a while. It's just bad. I don't know if it's just bad writing for him uh, from from, – uh, writers for WWE. I don't know if it's just bad writing or if he's just terrible. And I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but with that being said, with that being said, when he came out, he is loved by a lot of people because when he came out, he got a huge pop from the NXT crowd. And obviously, it wasn't so long ago that he was an NXT uh, North American champion. And he was down at NXT having great matches with uh, Adam Cole, uh, John Gargano, guys like that, Velveteen Dream. I remember that ladder match they had 
was fantastic. Uh, so it's not very long ago he was removed from NXT, but him coming down, this is another one, uh, another guy coming down that I just loved. Um, and it's Cesaro and Shitsuke Nakamura coming out. Obviously, if people don't realize that, Cesaro was in the first NXT TakeOver event ever. NXT Arrival was him versus Sami Zayn. They had a fantastic match. Cesaro ended up winning. So Cesaro, they don't really, people don't really remember this, but Cesaro was in the first NXT TakeOver match, and it was fantastic with Sami Zayn. And Shisuke Nakamura, you know how good he was in the NXT. Uh, I love those two coming down. But this match, it was fine. I'll give it a B minus. You gave it a B, I'll give it a B minus. I think it could have been better. But all around, I mean, it was decent. Don't get me wrong. So B minus for me. I agree with you there. Um, let's move on to the Undisputed Eras, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus The Revival. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly gave the Revival a taste of their own medicine in this physical tag team match. They managed to isolate Dash Wilder and keep Scott Dawson away from making the tag in key moments. Dawson made them pay for keeping him fresh after he got the hot tag. Fish had no answer to his po- powerful striking. A, a Wilder uppercut is set up a, set up a Dawson brainbuster for a near fall, followed by a Dawson superplex into a wilder splash for another near fall. O'Reilly barely saved Fish from the shatter machine and Undisputed Era took over, hitting the high-low on Dawson for the win. Results, Fish and O'Reilly defeated Dawson and Wilder by the pinfall. For a grade? Gosh, I would give that an A. I would definitely give that an A. Both great competitors. I I, I love Undisputed Era. Great attack team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. They could do so much in the ring, and they can they can definitely do major power, major damage to any team they go up against. And the way they work together, it's it's amazing. It's really good. The revival, they they've been doing good. Uh, in match, they can they can start off slow, but they can definitely take off of what they can do. So, hey, we got to. This match gets an A-plus for me. This is the reason I wanted to join you for your review today. Because when we did um, a, an episode that will be out later, probably tomorrow, uh, it's WCF Promo Battle Episode 2. Um, I mentioned in there, which hasn't been out yet, so you haven't heard it yet. But I've mentioned in there that I was joining Seth for this NXT review. Just because uh, they announced the uh, revival taking on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And I knew this match was going to be great. This match exceeded my expectations. It was fantastic. And the only thing that was scaring me in this match, I didn't want uh, like a DQ finish. I didn't want uh, Adam Cole or Roderick Strong to come out and interfere or anybody else to interfere. I wanted them to have a legitimate finish, and they did with Undisputed Era going over. I, I mentioned for the um, opening segment with Becky Lynch and Lee Ripley about how this is going to be a common theme throughout the show of NXT, former NXT stars coming back. The revival coming back was by far the, my favorite moment of the – well, one of my favorite moments of the night. It was definitely my favorite NXT return of the night because that's where the revival belongs. They do not belong in the main roster. They've been so badly mistreated, and it's unreal. And – those guys deserve a lot of respect. They have the old school feel of it, of being a great tag team. No flips, just fists. Like, I love the Revival. They're my favorite tag team right now. And this match was fantastic. Oh, my God. 
please bring the revival back to NXT. Just for stuff like that, it was fantastic. So I give it an A plus for me. Smart, smart. Uh, let's move on to the next match: Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Kaylee Ray attempted to brutalize and dominate Dakota Kai, but the, but the captain of Team Kick refused to be a punching bag. Kay could not be put away the match, though, and Ray capitalized. The NXT UK Women's Champion caught her with a fish hook to set up a super kick into the glory bomb for the win. Afterward, Team SmackDown took a shot before Team NXT and Team Raw got involved. Nikki Cross was the last to the fight, but she brought a garbage can lid and took out everyone in her way. Result, Ray defeated Kay by pinfall. If I had to give that grade, the match was pretty good. But what got me to like this match and what I liked at the end was SmackDown actually coming out, doing something, then Team NXT, then Team Raw for the women's. That's that's what got me, and I'm going to call it an A. That's what saved me from that match. I thought that was a good match, but that's what saved me from saying up it from a a B plus to an A. So... Great job. What do you got to say, Payton? Uh, this match, uh, in my opinion, was the lowest point of NXT. Um, I'll give it a C-. minus. Uh, it wasn't anything special in the match that I really enjoyed. I'm a fan of Dakota Kai. I think she's great. Uh, I think she could be an NXT champion. She has a great personality. The crowd loves her. Uh, I really hope they don't turn her heel. Like, I've been hearing a lot of rumors they might do. I really hope that's not the case because she would be terrible as a heel. At least I think she would. Um, and with the whole Raw and SmackDown coming out, I mean, that's cool and all. I didn't really enjoy that because they've been doing it so much, like the past two weeks on the main roster. Um, they, and plus, there's another ball later on in the show that we're talking about. <clears throat> Having two balls on one show, I, didn't, I did not like that. Uh, I thought the ball was lackluster. It wasn't anything special happening. So I'll give this whole segment a C-. The match was decent. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't really enjoy myself in it. C- for me. You know what? What was funny about that was that literally Nikki Cross came out with the trash can bin, trash can lid. Literally, I no one else had something. Well, you know, freaking Nikki Cross comes out with the freaking lid, beating the tar out of everybody with the lid. Well, they made it funny to me. I literally the whole time I'm sitting there just laughing about it. But let's move on to the Viking Raiders versus the Forgotten Sons. Jackson Riker kept. Steve Cutler, yeah, Cutler, and Wesley Blake in this match, and the Viking Raiders could not sustain their usual level of dominance. The referee threw Riker out, and Ivar, Ivar hit him with the with a suicide dive for a good measure. The Forgotten Sons still fought hard, but a fair fight was not good for the heels. Eric and Ivor connected with the Viking experience for the victory. Result, Viking Raiders defeated Forgotten Sons by pinfall. Ah... Uh, if I had to give this a grade, I would probably say a B plus for me. I I never knew who the Forgotten Sons was. You know, I seen them in like matches. But I never knew who they were. And then I, I mean, seeing this match, they're darn they're they're pretty darn good. But with the Viking Raiders, like I said, past two episodes of my um, reviews, I've said like that the Viking Raiders haven't had a a real tag team in a while. And now they have put them in a good tag team. They've been doing that for a little bit. 
this is what I want to see out of the Viking Raiders. They could put on a good match if they're in a, if they're facing a good tag team, an actual tag team, not some jobbers. I think they could do so well, and that's what they proved in this match that they could do so well together. But so that's a B plus for me, Peyton. What do you got to say about that? Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was actually what I was going to say. Um, Forgotten Sons, they're they're okay, stable, nothing much. Um, they're not great, don't get me wrong, but they're okay. They're decent. They can improve. Um, but like you said. I'll give this grade a B minus, and the reason I'm giving a better grade than the Dakota Kai match is because of two reasons. One reason, I'm glad to see the Viking Raiders back in NXT. I think that's cool. And the second reason, you kind of already mentioned it, it's finally nice to see the Viking Raiders go up against a real legitimate tag team. I am tired of watching them face jobber tag teams on Monday Night Raw week after week after week after week. Like, it's getting annoying. I'm tired of seeing them face jobbers. Um, it's just not entertaining. I don't get the point of the whole jobbers facing jobbers. That's like J3X facing against Anti-Assassin and Golden Death Angel or Nightwolf in a match. It's just not fair for Golden Death Angel or Nightwolf or Anti-Assassin. It's just not fair for them because they get their ass whooped. And it's the same thing for these jobbers. I feel bad for them. So please stop pitting the jobbers in misery. Please, if anything, if you want to get real jobbers, call Anti-Assassin and Nightwolf up. They'll be your jobbers for you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're like job in WCF anyway, so it's okay. But <laughs> uh, shut up. Wait till promo <laughs> battle number three, boy. Um, <laughs> but like you said, it's nice to see them face real tag teams. This is what they should be doing, not facing jobbers. A face, uh, Beating up jobbers does nothing. You're not going to gain momentum from it. It's not going to be like, oh, you're the legitimate tag team because they beat these unknown jobbers. Yay! Let's give them a championship. Even though they're like, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about them facing jobbers. It's nice to see them finally face tag teams. A real legitimate tag team. And don't get me wrong. The, Vikings, the Forgotten Sons is not great. They're decent. But they're better than what these jobbers are. And that right there... Is why I give this a B minus. You know who we got to thank for that? Who we got to thank? Triple H. Because he yeah. opened the doors for every jobber. Yeah. For every well, local competitor. I don't know if that's his fault. Well, it did open the doors. Like, oh, we're taking open challenges. Anybody that's local, you can come in our ring and you can fight for it. You can fight. You can do whatever you want. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone, every jobber that comes in gets their butt kicked by big men. Yeah, but they, hold on. They weren't no jobbers in NXT. What do you mean? Are you talking what? about, like, the main roster? Like, what are you yeah, talking the main about? Roster. Main oh, roster. That's, not, that? that's not Triple H's fault. That's Vince's fault. He's the one booking. He is booking this crap. Triple H ain't the – Triple H controls NXT. He don't, I wish he controlled Money Night Raw and SmackDown, but he unfortunately doesn't. He only controls NXT, and that's why NXT is so good, and the main roster sucks. But yeah, that's Vince's fault. That's not Triple H's fault. Don't blame that on Triple H now. I mean, I know King J3X dethroned Triple H in the main event of WrestleMania, but you ain't gotta you ain't gotta put the man in more misery by giving giving him fault of this crap. Well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Was like 15, 16, I think. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. You know what, Triple H, I got your back. Even though I'll beat your ass, but it's okay. I, I might forgive you. I probably won't, but it's okay. That's close. I actually, I actually love Triple H, but I'm not, I'm just, I'm not blaming anything on it. I'm just saying, you know, like, eh. <laughs> like who started? 
started this crap because I'm not liking it. All right, next match, which is the main event, ladder match for War Games Advantage, Adam Cole versus Dominic Djakovic. I don't know. I don't know your last name, man. Adam Cole went after the leg of Dominic to take the big man down to size, and it made a big difference in this physical encounter. Can't say name. Dominic limped to the top of the ladder, but the NXT champion recovered. He launched the briefcase into his opponent's head, which set the big man off the ladder and crashing through another one. Cole then unbooked the briefcase for the win. Afterward, chaos ensued. Keith Lee, Ivar hit hit side by side, suicide dives on a crowd of superstars. Cole thought he had escaped, but Seth Rollins super kicked him and hit the stomp. Tommaso Ciampa arrived, and he brawled with the Beast Slayer to end the night. Result, Cole defeated a good old Djokovic. I don't know what his name is. By retrieving the briefcase for an advantage to tie war games on Saturday. If I'd give that a grade, I would give that a good match. I love it. That was really good. Uh, never heard of this guy. Never heard of... Uh, <laughs> Good old Dominic. So, good to see him in the ring. I thought he did pretty good. Uh, Adam Gold as well. But every time he's in a ring, he always does good. But great match. Great, great superstars. They put on a heck of a match. And, hey, what you guys say? Yeah, uh, I'll give this a B plus. I'd give it a higher grade if the women didn't have a ball already. Um the match was fine. I mean, it's a ladder match for God's sakes. How bad can it be? Usually a ladder match is half decent. It's kind of hard to have a bad ladder match unless you actually suck in professional wrestling. So it's kind of bad. It would be bad if you had a bad uh, ladder match. Um, but this one was fine. Uh, the match quality was good. Adam Cole win. I'm glad he won. And Tommaso, the best part of this whole like ball was Tommaso Ciampa coming out when Seth Rollins was in the ring. His music hit like that was cool. I'm such a huge Chompa fan. And Seth Rollins, he got a little bit booed uh, when he um, who was it he hit? I don't. Even, oh, Adam Cole. He super kicked Adam Cole. That's what it was. Uh, he got booed for that. Um, the crowd hates Seth Rollins now. They ruined the Vince man. He ruined Seth Rollins as a babyface. Um, that's another topic I'll get into some other time. Not today. Uh, but all around, I give the whole segment a B plus. The match quality was good. Uh, it's a lot of match for God's sakes. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Adam Cole. The Chompa and Seth Rollins stay off, and the battle they had that was very cool. So all around, I give it a B plus. Good way to end. You had a great opening in NXT and a good uh, end to NXT. So I liked it. Exactly. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think they cut it short, a little bit too short. Of the match, like the whole champ and Seth Rollins, I I thought they could run a little bit longer where one could have you know stand at all, but but they didn't. I I I don't know what they were thinking. Like oh maybe someone would get mad, you know whatever. Who cares? Like someone gets mad, they get mad. It everyone has their different opinions on the situation of who's the ruler of. NXT, who's this? Who's the ruler of Raw? Who's ruler of SmackDown? It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, 
what were they saying? I like I remember what they were saying. I just like they were saying something like like daddy's home or something. What were they saying? Uh, at what point? Like when Champa came out or something. They said like daddy's home or something. Oh yeah, because he used to call when he was NXT champion. He used to call the NXT title Goldie. Um, and he gave it a name. Basically, it was his child. That's why he calls him. That's why he said daddy's home. And that's when, when he returned from NXT or to NXT after his injury, like the week after he returned on NXT, he had a promo in the ring. And the only thing he said was, Daddy's home. The whole crowd ate it up. They loved it. They cheered. Um, that was a great moment. So the whole Daddy's home, um, it's hilarious. I love it. I'm such a huge Chompa fan. Like, it's unreal how talented he is. And his character wise is just so great. I loved it. Um, but yeah, the daddy's home. It's it's a funny thing. You'd have to watch NXT for a while now to get it to understand it. But it's hilarious, so I love it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I I was confused, but I was like, okay, okay, that's that's cool. Because I was wondering, I was like, um, I know the fans are really loving Champa. They really do get behind him, and the way the whole thing with like Seth Rollins Champa. I actually got behind that. I was like, okay, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this matchup. They duked it out, and all of a sudden, they just cut it right off. And I'm, just, I, it could have went a little bit longer. But yeah, we, we saw them like hate each other, you know, one going for the other. But it could have went a little bit, a little bit longer, in my opinion. But whatever. It, with all this, like with me and Peyton, we had some disagreements about this. And hey, everyone has their different opinions about stuff. And that's what's great about having a friend, you know. You're going you're gonna to have dis- disagreements about it. You're going to have, like, oh, this one didn't do good. Oh, I think this one did good. But I, you're going to have disagreements. If I had to give this – that's the end of NXT, guys. Uh, if I had to give this a grade, I would probably say A – probably mm, – I'd probably give this an A-. minus. I'd probably give this an A- minus, uh, of NXT this week. I think they did really good – with it, um, they really did. Uh, best, the best thing I would probably say was the best match was probably Adam Cole versus Dominic, in my opinion. That was probably the best one for me. I absolutely loved that match. But, Baden, what did you think? What did you got to give grade on that? A grade uh, for the go-home show of NXT before they headed into NXT TakeOver War Games is Saturday night. Um I thought they did a great job of selling the TakeOver event, like they normally do. And obviously the WWE guys, the main roster guys, they gotten heavily involved in this, which probably will boost their ratings. Like if they're going to be AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars, it's going to be this week if it happens. The ratings haven't came out yet. I'm waiting for them to come out because I'm interested to see if NXT closed the gap or even if they beat them in the ratings this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Uh, because with all the stars they had coming down to NXT, Seth Rollins, uh, Shitsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, guys like that, um, Becky Lynch. I thought overall they did a great job of selling the pay-per-view for this week. Um, the opening to NXT was great with Becky Lynch cu- cutting a promo. The whole crowd ate it up. And Rhea Ripley coming out. And those two having a match. And then Shayna Baszler and all them got involved. And then... The Ricochet match against Matt Riddle was probably my favorite match of the night just because I'm such a huge fan of Matt Riddle. And Ricochet is a high-flying guy against the MMA guy. I thought that was a great, uh, a great storytelling there. Um, the two lowest points was the 
Viking Raiders, well, not the Viking Raiders match. Well, yeah, the Viking Raiders match, in my opinion. Uh, even though I gave it a B minus, it still still wasn't the best of match. Only reason I gave it a B minus because the Viking Raiders are actually fighting a real tag team. Uh, and the Dakota Kai match, I didn't really care for. The ladder match was cool. Uh, it's a ladder match, so it's kind of hard to have a bad one. Um, Djokovic, he's he's talented. He's a talented superstar. Uh, I think he has potential. He still needs a little bit of time to adjust to the NXT life and get more uh, TV time. But I think if he, if he keeps on improving, he'll be a star down in NXT. And obviously, Adam Cole, he's having a hell of a run. He's had a hell of a year uh, for the 2019. Uh, well, great. I'll give it a B plus. You had a great opener, great ending, and that's how you do it, main roster. Main roster, SmackDown or Raw. Please take notes, Vince McMahon. Take notes from this. That is how you do a go home show. You don't do what you did for Monday Night Raw. And obviously, we haven't seen SmackDown yet because it's on. A, it's tomorrow on a Friday. Um, I'm interested to see what how SmackDown does. See what they do for the go home show. I hope it's at least decent. I agree with you there. I agree with you there, there, my guy. Um, before, and the other thing, guys, I want to end this episode. The good note, I know we did. I'm here. You're good. Okay. Go. All right. Are you done with what you're going to say? No, I'm, I don't have anything to say. I just said you're good. The okay. connection is starting to get bad, so it's all good. Go ahead. I was like, shoot, you know what? But anyways, guys, I think we're going to end this uh, review here. I thought it was pretty good. But anyways, go go check out my podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And also, dudes, go check out my – go check out my – uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube channel, Set the Boy Knife for Eight. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so, Baden, go ahead and plug in your stuff and everything you got to do. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, my name is Peyton Burton, a.k.a. J3X, and I am the host of the J3X Show. You can find the J3X Show on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, any, pod- any po- podcast platform. I'm probably on there. Uh, I just, me and Seth, we just came out with our NXT TakeOver War Games Predictions on my show, which is out now, so go please listen to that. It's a good 35 minutes of high-quality stuff. We give our predictions for the shows and how the predictions going to how each match is going to go. Uh, very excited to, for you guys to listen to that. Um, this Friday night or tomorrow, Burris is coming back to town. Chris Burris, or AK Nightwolf, for you guys to know. He's coming back from college. He's coming to our town, and we're hanging out literally all weekend. Uh, we're hanging out like five days now since he don't have school, like Monday and Tuesday. I think that's what he said. Uh, so we're going to be hanging out. And I got a lot of stuff planned for my show. Um, I don't know if Seth's already introduced him or not, <clears throat> but if he hasn't, I'll let him do it just in case. Um, we'll be doing something for his We'll be doing something for his show Friday night, reviewing something. I'll let him explain that. Um, and fi- also Friday, I'll be doing, or us three will be doing Survivor Series predictions on my show. So that'll be very exciting. Uh, 
With that being said, just go give my podcast a five-star review. Go buy your merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash J3X show. If you buy a shirt, make sure you tweet at us or message me. Tag us in the Instagram post. What use any social media platform and use hashtag J3X merch. And if you do that, you will get an official shout out on my next podcast episode. Uh, with that being said, I've had a great time being on Seth's show, The Anti Asylum. Uh, I think he's done a very good job with his first month of uh, being a podcaster. He's the he's actually <clears throat> you can tell listen to him. He still has that YouTube mindset. I told him at the beginning of the before we started recording. He still has that YouTube mindset, which it's fine because I started out as a YouTuber as well. And it took me a while to adjust to the podcasting life. But I think he's done a fantastic job. I listen to every episode he comes out with. Um, but anyways, I've enjoyed my time on the Anti-Asylum. Don't follow the J3X Show on Twitter and Instagram, at J3X Show. But go buy a merch. Go listen to all my show. And that's all I got to say. Seth, thank you oh, so yeah, much for having me on. Are you welcome, man. I'm glad to have, have you on the show. And you're my best friend, man. I'm pretty glad you're here. I, you know, if it wasn't for you, man, I wouldn't be here. True that. True that. Preach. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, guys, I, I do want to say, I want to apologize for that. If I say, like, oh, hit that like button or uh, thank you guys so much for watching and all that. I've been doing YouTube for so long. I've literally had that mindset on my brain, and I'm trying to, like, go from one to the other where say, Oh, thank you for listening to this spot, to this episode of, of anti-asylum or anything. And I'll probably start doing that with the YouTube channel. But I, if you come from my YouTube channel, um, you know, if you're going to start watching this and all that, I want to say my apologies on that my, in my behalf what I came from and what I'm doing now with the anti-asylum, doing WWE stuff and reviewing Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. It's super fun. I absolutely love it right now, what I'm doing. And I, I'm going to love, I'm still going to love doing uh, gaming on my YouTube channel. I'm still going to play uh, what my main thing that's going to be on my channel is Minecraft. Uh, other games like WWE games, they're going to be like Star Wars games. Um, other other things like Destiny, there's going to be a different, a lot of different stuff. Like whatever you guys really want, you want to play like FNAF, you guys can play Finance Freddy's. I don't really care. But with here on this podcast, I really want to just do WWE stuff. This talk about WWE, I want to uh, have this, like I said, fun. With like the WCF promo battles and have fun with that. Uh, just continue doing the review, talk about NXT. Like I want to start doing like previews of what Survivor Series is, is going to do after. I want to start doing that. Um, what I could give a grade on, what the matches were. So if you haven't seen it, you know we could do it with each other. I might watch it um, with my buds here, with my bud, my other bud that's coming back from college. Anyways, guys, I'm not rambling about that stuff. Emotional crap. Let's. I'm gonna. End, we're gonna end this episode. We're gonna end this episode here. Thank you so much for listening to my to this episode. If you have, make sure to rate me five stars and put me on your favorites. Anyways, you're watching that. You know what?
Peyton. <laughs> what? God dang it. What do you want to say? <laughs> so if you, guys, if you guys didn't know, uh, you guys have to get tell. I just message Seth and say, hey, let me say something. Don't end it. Yeah. Um, and that's why he just had that pause and said that. But I do want to say something real quick. And it's, it's not really important, but it's kind of. It's kind of a big deal. Seth obviously just mentioned his YouTube channel, which go subscribe to that, SethyBoy948. How many subscribers you say you have? Like 62? Something like that? 64. 64. Um, he's getting close to 100. So go get him to 100 subscribers. That's a that's legitimately a big deal. When you get to 100 subscribers, that's a huge uh, milestone, no matter who you are. And the thing about YouTube, um, I, like I said, I started out in YouTube as well. Uh, I did a podcast. Uh, I'm not really a podcast. Uh, we did predictions, um, stuff like that. We had challenge video, not challenge videos. We had uh, drafts. We did a lot of fun stuff. And I I have a gaming channel as well. And I also have, I basically run three YouTube channels right now. I run my J3X show, which is coming back this weekend. I run my brothers, um, mine, and one of our good friends, uh, Everything College Basketball uh, YouTube channel as well. And I run my gaming channel, three gaming channels. I don't know if you guys can fathom how hard that is on me because you guys may say like, oh, you just film a video and then you upload it. No, that's that's a way bigger process than just filming a video and just uploading it. You got to think of a good thumbnail. You got to create the thumbnail. You got to edit the video and make sure it sounds good, which that takes some time itself. You got to make sure you don't say too many cuss words because if you do, then your video will get demonetized and you won't make any money off your video. Um, and also, you got to make sure like your audience like likes what you're putting out there. Uh, it's it's hard. Like the YouTube life is hard for anyone. Whether you're a gaming channel, like me and Seth, we have our gaming channels. Whether you're a vlogger, whether you do uh, podcasts on there, it is legitimately hard. The YouTube life, it may seem all cool and dainty, but once you start doing it, it is very hard. It takes a long time to start gaining subscribers and stuff like that. Like Seth, he has 64. Like that's huge. Uh, people don't really realize that, like how big that is for guys like me and him. Um, like I remember when I had one of my old YouTube channels, I remember one of our episodes, we did a Hell in a Soul prediction. It was me, Seth, and Burris, and it got a thousand views on that. And that was a huge milestone for me. Uh, it didn't get too many likes. So I didn't get too many subscribers from it, but it got a thousand views. Like that was I was, I told Seth and Buzz, like, I was freaking out. Like, that's so huge for guys like me and Seth who does this. Um, but don't get me wrong, it is fun. It is fun. Uh, my personal life with YouTube, like, I've had a great time doing that. I'm going to start doing more gaming videos. Like, I've been on hiatus because I not only do I have a wrestling podcast, I have, like, everything, I have a college basketball podcast. Um, like, it's rough. Like, it gets rough. Uh, I play video games, like, every day. I just... Feel, I'm just lazy right now, and I need to start recording. Um, but I'm going to. But anyways, like I just wanted to say, go subscribe to him. Support all of us. Support me. Support Seth, most importantly, um, with all his podcasts. Uh, support his podcast. Support his YouTube channel because the YouTube life, it is tough. It is tough. I don't know if, Seth, you feel the same way. I don't know what your personal experience with YouTube is, how long you've been doing it. But I know I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and it is, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not as oh, yeah. easy as you think it is. Oh, yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's very exciting. 
but it can be hard. It you when you think, oh, I think this video is gonna be so good. I I I think I, I think my commentary, my gaming, what I'm doing on the screen, I think I'm doing so good. But then you upload it and you're like, oh shoot, I hope no one. And you rewatch and you're like, oh sure, I made a mistake. Oh no, this is gonna be terrible. And then someone catches it and they're like, oh, and they start backlashing you and you're like. Okay, I I did a little problem. Then you do another video and you try to so hard to not make the same mistake you did. But if you do, it's gonna happen. You, you know, I'm a small YouTuber. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not the perfect guy for this. You know, but I still do it. I still went with it. I had one hater. You know that I didn't care. Literally, he backlashed it because you know what? Because I did one little thing. And you're always going to get a person that's going to do that. And I never let that get me down. I still did my YouTube channel. I didn't quit, you know. And, yeah, I took a break, but I'm going to come back. I just – I it was – I got so caught up with school. I started noticing my grades starting on low. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus more on my school schooling. And now I'm out of school, so um, when I, you know, get prepared and I actually have – a laptop, a working laptop that can actually do something, and I had the right equipment, I can actually start doing YouTube videos where they're actually good content and <laughs> not some like doing on my phone or something, recording the screen. I actually want to get a good software of what I'm doing. Um, and I know it's not going to be the best videos. I got to start editing. I got to uh, make sure I don't cuss. I got to make sure with live streams, if I start doing live streams, I got to make sure people don't like spam stuff because now YouTube has a thing where if you spam something, people get their accounts taken away and they get them their even their emails. They get taken away, which is crazy. I don't know if they ever fixed that. I don't know if they did, which is kind of weird. And I haven't joined a live stream just because of that. And there's, you don't see that very much <clears throat> with YouTubers. They don't do very much live streams anymore because of that. Yeah, a um, couple points of something you just said, and this is the last thing I'll say. A couple points I'm going to make um, about YouTube, the YouTube life, is one, it's very hit or miss. Like, if you expect you're going to upload a video and it's going to get thousands and thousands of views and get a bunch of likes, then you are crazy. There's sometimes, like, maybe one out of five videos you put, it'll get, like, 20,000 uh, views, stuff like that. Like, it'll be a hit. Like, it'll get major views, major likes, and you'll be feeling good about yourself. And then the net, and you want, and it makes you want to upload the next video. And then you upload the next video, and then it gets like a hundred views and like ten likes, a couple of dislikes, and you're like, "What the heck, man? I just got a video that get twenty thousand views and tw and two hundred, uh, twenty five hundred uh, likes, but I upload the next video, and then it gets a hundred views and like ten likes. What did I do wrong? Uh, it's very hit or miss. Like keep grinding, keep going at it. It's hit or miss. You're not going to be successful right away. Very few many people are. Very few many people start a YouTube channel in like the first month it takes off. Like it takes a good a couple of years for it to take off. And it's very hard. Like it's very stressful to get videos out on time, especially when you try to set a schedule. Like that's rough. Uh, I, if I was you, I'd just go with the flow. Film when you want to. Don't feel forced to film whatever. And film what you want to film. If your subscribers want you to film something like like me, like if my subscribers want me to film Minecraft, I'm not the biggest Minecraft fan. I'm not going to film it because it's not going to make me happy. Do not be fake. Uh, do not be fake. Be real. Be real who you are. Film what you want to film. 
because at the end of the day, it's your content. Like, you are the one putting it out. Don't worry about what other people have to say about it. Film what you want to film, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. They can easily hit the dislike button. Or they can easily click off the video and not watch it. It's whatever. Um, and another point I want to make about the live streams, you got to be extremely careful, not just the spam, what you said. You got to be extremely careful because if you're watching a big, like a sporting event, or like a paper, like a wrestling pay per view, a UFC pay per view. Even if you like the audio is playing, you can get in big trouble for that. Uh, especially if you're showing like the actual pay per view or whatever you're watching, you can get in major. You can get your video taken down. You can get banned for a couple months. You won't be able to live stream for three months. That when one of my YouTube channels that happened to me, I was watching uh, Hell in a Cell. This is when same it was Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in the main event, and the same as Zane turned heel and helps uh, Kevin Owens win against Shane. I was watching this and I filmed it because I went to the bathroom and I wasn't talking. I wasn't. I didn't want to do commentary, uh, so I just turned the camera. I just turned my laptop around and faced it towards my TV, which Hell in the Cell's playing. And I came back and my video got taken down. I got an email saying I got a copyright strike against me, and I wasn't allowed to stream. I wasn't allowed to do a live stream. For three months, three months, like that was rough. Um, big mistake on my part. I shut down that. I owned up to my mistake. Haven't done it since. That's why I don't do live streams anymore. Be careful doing live streams. You can get serious trouble if you get a copyright strike. Even if you listen to music, you can get extreme trouble for doing that. Be very, very careful. But with that being said, with all this whole YouTube crap, this ain't YouTube. This is a podcast. You're listening to an Anti-Silent Podcast. My name is Peyton, aka J3X, and I've had a great time on this show, and I can't wait to do it again this weekend because we're doing a bunch of stuff on Friday. We're filming a lot of stuff, and I'm excited for it. Seth, are you excited for it? Because I hope you are. Oh, I am very excited, man. I am pumped. I am ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to kick another 60-yard field goal. A <laughs> <laughs> punt field goal, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah man. A punt kicker? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead while we end the show? The show. Why don't you go ahead and let them know what, what we're filming? What we're filming for my show and your show. I don't care. Go ahead. Let them know. You can be. You can give the spoiler alert what you what we're filming because there's a lot of stuff. I ain't gonna lie. What the heck? I, there is a lot of stuff. I don't know what the heck we're filming anymore. <laughs> well, okay. You want me to do it then? You can say whatever you want, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Friday we're filming uh, Seth's uh, SmackDown Live. Oh, not SmackDown Live. Uh, Fighting that SmackDown review. Yeah. We'll film in a WCF promo battle episode three when we're all in the same room, and that's going to be hella fun. Okay. Uh, for my show, we'll be doing Survivor Series predictions, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, for Saturday, I'll be doing NXT TakeOver review. Uh, and also Saturday, uh, we'll probably be doing YouTube videos for my podcast, or not my podcast, for my uh, show, the JTX show, uh, doing some challenges. Uh, maybe I try not to laugh challenge WWE edition. I think that could be fun. Um, a lot of stuff Sunday Survivor Series doing a Survivor Series review. It's a busy weekend for me personally for definitely me because I'm obviously doing Seth's show doing two uh, things on Seth's show and I'm doing a lot of stuff on my show. So it's exciting stuff. Survivor Series weekend. I cannot wait. Anyways, I'm talking too much. Seth, go ahead and wrap this up. I'm ready to get out of here. I got a college football game to play on my Xbox 360, so I got to go beat Memphis Tigers in a battle of defensive versus offensive game. So go ahead and take it away. Just show. End this off. I'm out. All right. Peace. I'm out. Later. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, like you said, like you said, all that good stuff. I'm very excited. It's going to be a very busy weekend. 
Uh, and it's going to be fun because I'm doing it with my brothers. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. But if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, which, by the way, anti-asylum, where, where else could you get your review at? Nowhere. Just come to my podcast. It's great. It's, it's lovable. It's great. You know, I don't, all that great stuff. So, yeah, go follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the good stuff. Set the boy 9 for 8. Yep. And, yes, you're watching the anti-asylum. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. J3X is better than anti-asylum. Bye.